is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Saturday, May 13th, readers gathered at the Union Depot's Java Express coffee shop to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Our last read of the day is Donna Isaac. Donna Isaac, teacher and poet, likes to write poems centering on people and landscapes. Her two published chapbooks are Tommy by Red Dragonfly Press and Holy Comforter by Redbird Chapbooks. Her poetry website is DonnaIsaacPoet.com. Please welcome Donna. Thanks for coming out this beautiful day. I'm going to read two poems. Hopefully I won't go over my time. Uh, the first one is the one in the Albanac. Again, beautiful book. My grandmother used to live in St. Paul, and this is about her. Um, something about the poem that you need to know is that this is about her when she had Louis body dementia. Uh, and so the, for, if you don't know what that is, it's a widely underdiagnosed disease. It's often confused with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. When researching Parkinson's disease, Dr. Friedrich Louis discovered abnormal protein deposits that disrupt the brain functions of thinking, behavior, and perception. One of those effects can be experiencing complex visual hallucinations, which the poem touches upon. This disease is related to Parkinson's. This is actually a prose poem, though it looks like a narrative. To Grandma Dolores, suffering from Louis body dementia. Remember the good times we had on Magnolia Avenue, where all the St. Paul streets were named after flowers? Yours was the only pink house on the block. Christmas visits were particularly special. Snow boots by the door, cookers bubbling with spaghetti sauce, the secret recipe Rose Totino shared a rec room filled with ripped Christmas wrappings, and a silver tree that rotated and played Oh Holy Night. Remember that New Year's Eve party when Grandpa dressed up like the New Year's baby, sporting a diaper and a golden sash? He used to chase us around the house, snapping false teeth in hand. That was a little scary. Remember the beauty of your summer garden, zinnias, snapdragons, and gladiolas? Despite your love of pretty things, I learned you were not always very happy. What made you so sad? Was it not getting to go to school like your little sister Margie? 
riding the streetcar to pick rags rather than read books? Was it your sad name or having eight children with a husband who liked his bump of Fleischmann's and trips to Lenway's Lounge? In later years, your love for Frank was like a color you wore upon your dress. I happen to know that he could be a hard man to love, especially with a shot glass in hand. You cried after Grandpa passed, wishing you could go too. Now you live in a center called Evergreen. Your lazy boy has a broken footrest, and your eyes, once bright as a winter-fed spring, stare blankly, ancient cataracts sparking like a sputtering lamp. I hope you liked the tiny manger scene I brought you from the Vatican. I enjoyed our conversation, which seemed to flow like yarn once flew between your knitting needles. It was nice walking down to the lunchroom with you. Everyone in Evergreen seemed kind, even though the fellow with the Roy Orbison sunglasses tried to steal your banana cake. I'm glad you enjoyed the vegetable soup. Wasn't that funny when that one woman tried to take my coat and followed us to your room? She also tried to follow me out, insisting her husband was bringing the car around. Don't forget, though, that Grandpa has been gone now some 25 years, so you could not have seen him singing off-key in a church service while the Lutherans drank near beer and a nurse served cookies. Also, I really don't think that the nurse would threaten you with a kick in the teeth. I'm so sorry you thought you saw a bloody baby's head wrapped in a sweater in the sink or that you saw Frank sticking his head in a mailbox. How scary. Be assured that these are imaginings, not real. Remember, too, my mom, your eldest girl, is also gone, about four years now. She's laid to rest in the Fort Snelling Cemetery. Please don't worry about the terrorists you see on TV. No need to keep cutting your phone cord. I was real glad to see you, Grandma, because I love you. Remember, some things you think you see aren't real. But I am, and you are, like the Velveteen Rabbit, a story we once read, your love makes me come alive. And I'm just going to read one more poem. When I was recently in Florida on the beach, I was sitting there and thinking that on a beach, you feel like, they're, like you're at the conduit of the world, like, you keep, like you're, everything's open and like everything is connected. So this is a new poem I just wrote, and this is my last poem. It's called Listening. When I look out over the sea, I hear the sounds of all the world. Here we are boundless yet connected by the wash of waves. There is kinship in that. When I touch the water's surface, I feel it tremble in the hand of a distant sister who also hears the rush of universal truth. Come down, come down, all you politicos, warmongers, terrorists, misanthropists, to the seashore. Hear the echoes of voices, history, surrounding this blue churning. 
Here you may be open to the life force vibrating in your breast and mine. You will hear in the laving waves a chorus, the wail and pitch of our common humanity. You will hear healing waters moving in your temple, sustaining your heart. If you hear all of this, you will not be as on a darkling plain, but on a sea of hope, floating unafraid toward a distant shimmer of light, listening to the harmonious world. Thank you. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.